It's not the fact that he's dead, it was the death he got. You know, Paul had a day in car accident. You could learn to live with it, but to give the body, the castle such a death, like, that's the hardest part to live with. The unsolved murder of Paul Quinn shocked the entire island of Ireland in October 2007. The innocent young man from Cullihanna, South Armagh, was lured to a shed and viciously beaten to death by an IRA-linked mob in County Monaghan. To this day, no one has been prosecuted over the horrific murder, though in recent months, Gardaí are thought to have made significant strides in the case. Paul's heartbroken parents, Breege and Stephen, spoke to this podcast about their continued fight for justice, amid a deafening silence in their community. This is Shattered Lives, and I'm Paul Healy. Breege, Stephen, thank you for speaking to us. You're welcome. Um, I know that you've done many appeals over the years, so it's it's never easy, I'd say, to have to keep doing it. But um, we're speaking at a very point in time because we understand this, the, and I've been reading about people coming forward for the first time. Yeah. Which I'd ask you about that first, just, you know, has that come as a surprise to you as a welcome one? That's what the Gardaí have told us, mm-hmm. you know, and they can't tell us everything, you know, but they just told us that. Right. So, yeah, we're happy enough with that, yeah. As you see, you're, you're over 10 years now, more. 14 years. 14 years, years mm. appealing for information. Yeah, smart, yeah. Why now, do you think, why, why now are people well, coming forward? Their conscience, they've lived with it long enough, maybe, but we would need more than... Than one. Well, I've noticed even as we were driving in here, there's a poster. Yeah, I'll put that yeah, up. Which, yeah. you know, is it on your conscience? Yeah. Is, is, you know, yeah. would yourselves put that up? Or, yes. Yeah, we put okay. that up and they took it down. Ah, right, right. Took down several of them, the bolt, yeah. even some of them. You wonder why, wouldn't you? That's what you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, you know, the dogs in the street know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did this. Yeah. yeah. And you know who did this. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I nearly don't need to introduce it, but I will. We'll talk about the history of it. But I think everyone in the country knows your son's case, knows what happened because it's exactly. it's, it's it's a shocking case. People even say to me, you know, I know uh, where it was that night. We were such a place, such a place. We you know when we heard it. Crazy, like just that, that many people. Yeah, are aware of it. Yeah, and why is it important for you, kind of? to keep speaking out even you know does it ever get tiring I suppose it it does does get tired but like we're fighting for justice for power so we're going to keep we're going to keep going Um, if you don't mind me going back just for a bit to the the night in question and the events leading up Mm. to it you know when was the last time you spoke to to your your son I spoke to him on the Friday night it was about 12 o'clock I was out and I come back I come home and he was sitting down at the table having cereal. And we sat and chatted for a while, and then he went to bed. And as I say, every night he'd say, au revoir. <laughs> au revoir. <laughs> au revoir. <laughs> but Stephen was speaking, and then I was away on the Saturday, so speaking, Stephen was talking to him on Saturday evening. Just before he... Can you remember that conversation? I do. He came in here, he looking at me to fry bacon. <laughs> for fry bacon? Ah. <laughs> ah. I turned to fry himself. <laughs> yeah. Me and another man was here and was at the table was up there and he was out in the middle of the floor and was talking to him. He was going to lift the fellow that was with him. Paul didn't know around nearly the game would last and he asked the fellow that was with me to see if we'd enter for And is that conversation now burnt into your brain, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Little did you know, it's just it's such, such a normal day. Mm, yeah, such a normal yeah. Day. And then he goes to this football game and he gets a phone call from a friend 
which is essentially the phone call that lured him to this yeah, barn house. Yeah, yeah. And as we know, two people were there being tortured already, basically to, to lure him there. Am I right in saying one didn't, uh, one refused to, to make, make the, the call? Make the phone call, yeah. yeah. And then the other made the phone call. The other made the phone call. The fellow that wouldn't make the phone call, the broker's legs and he wouldn't make it. So he knew. He knew what, the, what was going to face him. They all knew. There was an event preceding this in which, am I right in saying, there was a confrontation between, or maybe that's the wrong word, but an altercation between your son and the son of a well-known IRA. Yes. Can I ask you about that? What happened there? I think that was a, le- a regular occurrence. If they were out in the pub or something, they would just yeah. red rag to a ball. That was the sort of... Yeah. Paul never come home with any marks on him. Paul never was sort of hate him, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> And then well, he, he, he'd try it. He'd try it. Mm-hmm. And he threatened Paul to shoot him. He'd get him shot, did he not? Was that yeah, not? He'd him. get him yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. And this was after Paul hit him. Is that yeah. yeah. It would have been uh, the weekends out, you know, young yeah. fellas fighting like that or whatever. Yeah. He said to me about the shooting. I never passed on my house the morning. You know what? Thought it was only talk. Thought it was only talking. Yeah. And then the young lad's mother followed him. That's right. I stand by. Followed that uh, Paul to the over to the chippy in Cullyhanna mm-hmm. and she had a hammer in her hand and she told me we got along the side of the road in the black bag where they'd done everything but put him into a black bag and this was how many days before or this was how long before only a week a couple of weeks probably wasn't it? a couple of weeks yeah but it, nothing was thought of it in terms no, of no no even though that's quite menacing and in hindsight you look at it and you go that, that was a threat yeah. but that wasn't something taken too seriously no no because if they had to leave them alone I'm sure they'd be friends today so it's just young lads getting just, a bit yeah, heated yeah and because the young lad he was who he was you know what I mean and his father was but he, he that, was the bully that young boy he was still at that bully and trained but after that, it was carnival over the far side of Cullyhan and him and another boy down here. They were at a young boy that fall power. He was going about and was sticking out his chest and saying to the boys, you know who I am? And wasn't one of them a friend of Powell's. He says, I don't know who you are. He says, he flattened him on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> right. He knew who he was. Well, as I say, this was, I won't say innocent, but it was It was not like, I mean, did Paul bring it up again and say, look, you know, I had a bit of a run in. Like, did, did he, no, no. no conversation no, about no, it. No, no, no. There wasn't yeah. another word about it. So as we know, then, he got the phone call. The friend said, you need to come to this bar. And it was to clear it out or something. That yeah, was the, yeah, yeah. Right. Cleaned out. Stop me if you don't want to necessarily relive all this, but I'll ask you, I mean, only just because I think people need to be reminded of the gravity of what happened next. He was beaten to death in that barn, and not just beaten to death, but yeah, no. you know, something, something that really no one should have to go through. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. used iron bars and sticks with nails in them, and they just beat him and just took his saved his ear off. Animals. And every bone in his body was broken, yeah. Yeah. The doctor said they left nothing to fix. And you got the phone call then, you were told something had happened, but you didn't know how serious it was at that point. Yeah. I was a mass and I was from and I come home there. Well, I met the other son over the road there. I was laying on the couch watching television. My daughter came in and 
she was shouting. Paul got his legs broke or something. Paul's girlfriend was after ringing her. He was away in ambulance at this stage, I think. But Emma, Paul's girlfriend, went with him. And she kept ringing us and she was hysterical in ambulance. Hurry up, hurry up. They had him on a life support machine, had they? I think so. Yeah. But sure. I had we we got there. We seen him then that pipe was still in us, getting us throat and didn't take it into the hand and there it is. And did it occur to you at that point, you know, this is No serious? No. 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 Well when I heard he was on the life support machine I knew it was bad. But you didn't know you didn't no. think of the But I didn't want him to be left a vegetable either. For to be driving over back the road making fun of him. And so was there a decision then to turn off the machine or was there a how did how Oh no the... He was gone two minutes after we got up there. Right. So you'd no time to process it at all, just no, oh. no. Just he was gone. And even then, was it kind of known what had happened? Or, or just, as you say, you'd be told no, his legs had been broken? And the then... guards were all there and it was yeah. just asking. That, there was a couple of lads there. Was it was in the shed when Brendan Nugent was there Yeah, that he went with. And the lad that got his leg broke. And obviously, it's, it's we've just passed another anniversary. What was it like, kind of, how do you mark it? Well, we have mass for them, and then we come back here, and the people come for tea. That's it. And that, like in the days that kind of followed, when when you began to kind of find out what had happened, did it sink in? Like in terms of you know, why would anyone do this to him? To anyone? Well, when you live around here, you wouldn't be asking that question. Yeah. That would be a regular occurrence. You know, that's that's what they do to control the people. I don't know. I don't think they've touched anyone since. I have to see. No, not that I know. But this was finished it. as far as you were concerned. <coughs> and, and it seems to be all because of this incident in which he punched the wrong person. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And people took that obviously the wrong way as an insult or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And some lesson had to be or some some point had to be made from their perspective yeah, yeah. Was, uh, well they knew if anybody rang for Paul in the middle of the night or to do anything Paul would be up on the way they knew the way Paul worked they only had to ring him you know to get him to the shed they only had to ring him to say come and help us to clean out the shed and he'd be gone they knew the way he worked that's, that's what I was going to ask you because he was out and he was busy he was at a football game and he got yeah. Paul come yeah. clean the shed yeah. and he just went yeah Exactly. So that was in his personality. Yes, wasn't yeah. It, just... And they knew that. So he wouldn't have had any reason to think this, there's something wrong here, you know? No, yeah, no, no. no, no. Well, a friend is ringing him. Yeah, he had no that. He wouldn't have went to it. He would have taken the gun with him. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, there was silence. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly, silence. And there was an element of fear there, I would imagine as much as there was maybe who knows what well I don't know how much you want to say there but in terms of people's involvement in that but um, no I didn't afraid to speak up I, uh, why do you think people didn't talk to us in the, in the times that followed yeah what we and all the people that was arrested and took in for 
Not one of them have a home to say, we have nothing out of yours. If that was me and someone said to me that I'd done something and I didn't do it, but I'd go straight to them and I'd say, I had nothing to do with it. Not one, not, of, not one of them crowd ever come here. A lot of them didn't talk when they were arrested. I know, but they never come here. Oh, I know that. Like not, come not one person who was in that barn has ever spoken to you? No. Well, there's one. Did right. speak to me. The old friend. Oh, uh, Brendan. Yeah, Biden was in the car when he got the phone call. And you are convinced. I mean, you have a, you're 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 one hundred percent convinced. This is the IRA. This is yeah. you know who did it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That young boy, his father, supposed to help IRA man right now. Yeah, and that individual, and in, in, uh, any of the individuals that you know were there uh, involved in the attack, you've probably ran into them. Or both being in the same places, meet them on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that like for you to be in such close proximity to these people? I, th- I think it's harder for them because they don't they don't look at us. They don't look at you. No, when they meet us, they look across the ditch sooner than look at us. And has there ever been, I suppose, I don't know, temptation to nearly kind of confront these people, or you know, I mean, yeah. I, any, I suppose it's a natural sort of instinct to, to want to, but yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. We we never confront. Well, I met that young fellow's mother in Hopal Club and Cross Madeleine one night. I don't know what was on. And I walked past her and I just turned around and I said to her, I hope you can sleep in your bed at night. And I walked on. That's the woman with the hammer. That's the one with the hammer. I suppose that is the question. How does, does anyone who was involved in that sleep? Yeah. As I, people say, you know, they have no conscience. But I always say, when you go to bed at night, you can't control what you're going to dream about or what nightmare you're going to have. They might control it during the day. They might put their mind to something else, but not when you're in bed at night. I mean, you'd like to think everybody has a moral conscience, but maybe there are people out there that, that don't, or they're able to park it somehow. I don't know how you carry out such an attack no. and, and live with yourself. Yeah, I, I don't know either. And, you know, I mean, that's maybe a good point to bring this up. This, this became whether you wanted it to or not and as I'm sure you didn't that it became a political thing because yeah. of the way that certain people in Sinn Féin reacted to it yeah um, we know about Conor Murphy and what he Calling said him a criminal that he called your son a criminal uh, yeah has it been how frustrating has it been for you to, to that this has been come, become a political issue to mm. a degree and even that you have been accused of all making this political at times as if somehow your son's yeah, death well, they, is they were accusing us of uh, every time there's election of coming out with it but we yeah. have been fighting for justice with no elections for 14 years Conor Murphy started the political thing himself coming out and saying that Paul was a criminal on national television and he wouldn't apologise on national television he did say someplace where he said I don't know why I said what I said now it took him 13 years to say them couple of words I don't know why I said why why didn't he say it in the day after do you know what I mean why take 13 years for and and then he wanted to sit around the table with us and discuss it and I said you didn't sit around the table with us when you said it he said on national television. So that that meeting never happened. You never met up with him in the end. No, no notion of it. How well? How upsetting is it for you that 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 these political figures were coming out and saying things when they they didn't know your son, they didn't know anything about your son, and yes, they're they're making implications that or or outright saying that he was a criminal yeah. with no evidence. Conor Murphy said he spoke to the IRA mm-hmm. the okay. next day, and the 
and they said they didn't do it. But he wouldn't tell us who he spoke to. But even that, that even that's so brazen to come out and say, I spoke to the IRA. Yeah, yeah. And there was supposed to be no IRA in 2007. Yeah. That's supposed to be gone. Yeah. He just went to the guards now just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they called him in. Really? And he yeah. went. Oh, he went. Mm. Looking wild, but he went. I don't. We don't know what he's. He has. Don't tell us. This is only recent. Yeah. Just recent. But they've been at him from a cold aid, like to go in. Yeah. So from he said that. I says to the guard, sorry, let me give you the name of a man that's dead now. What? <clears throat> I mean, he brazenly and publicly said that he spoke to these people. Black and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, surely that was something. <laughs> Surely that was something that should have been explored. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sooner. Yeah, but he wouldn't go in. Like, he just... Yeah. But he went in now because he was under pressure. They were, they were going to get the PS and I here to arrest him if he didn't go in. And he knew that that would be worse on him, you see, if that. Do you think... I mean, it's probably... I don't know how many times he's been asked. We're 14 years down the line now. But do you think you'll ever get justice here? People say that to me too, but I say we hope every day. We just hope. We hope something will come. Yeah. Yeah. The guards, the, the guards just filter about and filter about. And you think they know that, but they know, they know it. Uh, well, they say we're not telling you, just, you know, we and can't so, tell. And someday they'll just reach out. Well, it's probably it's it's good to see that people have come forward, haven't come forward before. Yeah, and that yeah. they that they they do appear to be taking actions in the guards. I mean, yeah. that they hadn't taken previously. Yeah, well, the guards have been very good from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and they would ring us here on, on a regular on basis. Place. And can't they have been more than good to us? And any time we need to know anything or want anything, not to tell us, but it would ring them. Uh, not so much the PSNI because. It happened in the south, but the PS and I were out. Was it a month or two ago with the guard going round the houses here in South Armagh, which was good. You think there's more cooperation there than there was? There is, yeah. I said there are more houses to go around. Yeah, mm, that's good. But they said the PS and I are very. Any time they need anything, just find them and they'll yeah. back them up. There's one PS and I man. He's a very high up man. Mm-hmm. He'll ring me and that just to see how going on. Right, that's good. So, so they're they are communicating with you. They yeah, are keeping yeah, in contact. Yeah, and the, the yards and them be in contact every week of the calls to yes from one to the other. So the yards there to be. Yards will be down an hour and a half with them. That's good. And the yards have a room in Castle Blaney with all poles, files in it. It's a full full room. Yeah. The cold case crowd was down yeah. from yeah. through all. They yeah, made this room yeah, that's really mm-hmm. out the south in the yard for us. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was just going to say to you that, that it's just occurring to me that like a crime like this that, that so many people were party to and witnessed. Mm. It's extraordinary. Yeah. The level of silence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that they don't have more information. Mm. Now, maybe they do now, but... Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I suppose it goes to show you that you don't know. Uh, they talk about putting the, the jigsaw, the last couple of bits together, like you know. So, and another thing, 
people from all over Ireland keep sending cards. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, just out of the blue, you'd get a card from somebody. <laughs> you know, uh, and a letter. From all over the country? Yeah, yeah, from all over, from Cork and Tipperary. And we must have got about a dozen there for his anniversary. People from four years ago. Uh, the one day. Three one day and the yeah. one the next Com- Complete strangers. Yes. People yeah. we don't know. Yeah. People we don't know. There was a man even coming here with a, a table and a light and some some other stuff. A lamp. He made them. In Paul's memory. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where's the table now? Sit in the front room. You made use of it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> what? You've, you've made use of it anyway, so it's yeah. Oh, yeah. it's a lovely table. He yeah. had made it. That's that's an old man. Yeah, it's a new man. It shows you how much this has touched people. Yeah. One once on the, and he says, "I hope I live to see justice for Paul." Ah. We never seen him before or anything. <gasps> and and what? Yes, sort of a cliche question. But what is justice for you? Is it to see the perpetrators? Yeah, up the road. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the place. Where that As I say, not in the shed. We don't want them beating up like Paul or anything like that. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. But you want yeah. to see. Yeah. Yeah, because and, believe and in let the, the justice pe- and let the, mm-hmm. for them to go to jail and let the people see who they are and what they are. And as I say, their families can go and visit them, and so we can't visit all of But someday. And is there is there ever a room for reconciliation or forgiveness there? You know, if people come forward and admitted their involvement, and or how do you see these people in your minds? Are they? Are they the monsters? You, well, you couldn't you couldn't forgive them, but and you couldn't forget either. But the hatred you carried yourself might go, if you know what I mean. Do you know the way? Yeah. Well, I've stopped carrying hatred for them because it was getting me down. I can meet them now, and as I said to a priest one day, I says, "I'm calling them constantly." <laughs> he says to me, "Preach, you're not calling them enough." But I stopped that. You know what I mean? When you carry that much hatred yourself, but will will that be um, will that be the closing of the book, so to speak? Will that be closure for you if these people are jailed? Yes, yes, that would be yeah. closure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't want any more than that. No, one justice for power and end the story. Like the. There's a confidential number. Like people that know something can ring that number, and they don't have to give their name or anything. Just tell the truth, you know, there, and and help us. Is there any? Um, I suppose over the years, like with these people living so close to you, was there ever any fear of threats to yourselves? No, no, no. As you say, they're more afraid to, to, to look at you in the yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. They're more yeah. afraid to yeah. look at us. Then. I suppose it shows the guilt, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they wouldn't look at us at all. And think? any meetings we had about power, you know, we had a Queen support group was set up after. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not, some of them are dead anyway. 
but we would have meetings in Cross McGlen and Cullyhanna. These boys would all line up outside the, the hall, intimidating. The, pro- the promo. Yeah. What? So brazen. Yeah. And then they tell you they didn't do it. It's, it's no shame, obviously. They just. Oh. No, no. Uh, it's incredible they can get up every day and go about yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. if by some chance and I mean I know they've done many appeals but if by some chance they're listening to this mm. or the people that know them who maybe know more and can say you know would be it partners or sister yeah. brothers yeah. whatever yeah. what would be your message or appeal to them now like I said to bring the confidential line please bring it and tell what you know tell the truth and these are important Certainly, I haven't asked you just that any particular point you want to get across. Because that's that's the main thing, isn't mm. it? That yeah. people come forward, and there there are people coming forward. We, yeah, we yeah, yeah. So, but, um, ones that haven't come forward, you know, to, if they can, please come forward. And as I said, bring the confidential line. They don't have to give their name. Mm. Tell them what they know and you've mentioned your burden I mean I, I cannot can't imagine it. I, I, I know that you know you've lost your son. Mm. What what is that like for you as parents? How do you deal with that every day? I wouldn't be a day that I wouldn't want to get into your head of a crown. You think about him every day. Oh, every God. day, yeah. Um, there's a frame over here there. He bought it for me. He never bought me a present in his life. He bought me that frame for Mother's Day one year. I love my mum. <laughs> the only thing he ever bought me. But uh, it's front and centre in here. Uh-huh. That's it. It's front and centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you ever have a minute's peace yourself, just in, in you know, in dealing with that grief, or is it constantly there? No, she never stopped thinking of it. But um, I've always said, you know, it's not the fact that he's dead. It was the death he got. Like, I have a couple of nephews that died in car crashes. You know, Paul had a day in a car accident. You would say he drove a car fast. You know what I mean? And you could learn to live with it, but to give the butt the gas and such a death, like, that's the hardest part to live with. And you described it as... That, that he was crucified. He, just, he was crucified, yeah. Crucified. I don't know how anybody had done that. How they lived in Pennsylvania for Chicago. Unbelievable, whatever sort of. Animals. It certainly wasn't quick and painless. It was, they, they're, 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 they were out there to hurt him. Yeah, of course. And to give him yeah. as much pain as possible. That was their intention. And yeah. they were in their boiler suits and they were in their balaclavas and they had the disinfectant to clean up after them. They had all that organisation just have when they go to do a job. It's evil, really. Yeah. It's, it's, it, there has to be some. I won't say screw loose, but there has to be something there in a person, or not there in a person, to, to carry that out. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you very much for, for speaking to me. Not at all. No, rather helpful. never easy to, no. to to talk about it. But. Can we say thank you to all the people who sent the cards? Of course. Thank you very much. You don't know us, we don't know you, but it gives us a great lift. People are so, so good. And from we will never forget them. The support from the country, from, from people across the country, means a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think this is a case that, as I said at the beginning, everybody is aware of, you know, because it's just, it's so shocking, you know. As you yeah. say, what happened nearly wouldn't shock you up here, but in terms of what had happened prior, you know. Yeah. But even still. But even people so people. far away even to think about, do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm. You just... 
It's just, I don't know. And it's lovely to go out and get a, a card on the, mm. on the mat. You know, people don't realise the happiness they bring us just getting that letter of card. Or if they go to Lourdes or someplace, they, they will send a, a mass card. Do you know? Do you have, uh, there's probably too many to count, but do you have fond memories of your son? You know, at our, at our no, I used to cheeky him, okay. You used to cheeky him, okay. He was. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he called me Breach. He never called me Mammy. I called him Paul Anton. And he asked Stephen one day, what was my second name? You know, <laughs> and he said, Breach Teresa. So I come in one day and <laughs> I'd always say, well, how is Paul Anthony? And he says, well, how is Breach Teresa doing? Because <laughs> I didn't know he knew my second name. And he yes. loved mashing potatoes. He loved his potato smash. And then he used to ring up and he'd ask for Mr. Quinn. That's for him. And he'd... Stephen wouldn't know who was on the phone. He had acting about it. He was a prankster. He had a great personality. He was always in good form, wasn't he? Yeah, never seen him in bad form. No, he was pure devil. And did he have kind of hopes and plans for the future? Uh, well, he wanted to be a lorry driver. That's all he said. He used to take Stephen's lorry from the street down there and drive it up to the top of the road and back down when Stephen wasn't about. Would <laughs> <laughs> um, he get into trouble for that? 21. Would he get, be getting into trouble for that? He would. Trouble for right now. He'd do a right If you have a dog and you wouldn't be about it. I suppose it's a good place to finish up on that there's hope yeah. that yeah. Um, people have come forward where they haven't before. Yeah. Are you more hopeful than, than maybe you were in the past? That maybe maybe this is it, maybe this is the breaking point. Well, we always lived in hope, so I hope, yeah. you know, and that's what we're going to keep doing. Like, you have to, so if you give up, like. And this is something you. You, you give up, they win. Yeah. And you'll always keep fighting it, I imagine. Yeah, oh, we will, we will, we will. Look, I really, I sincerely hope he's get justice. I hope that you don't have to keep doing appeal after appeal after appeal. I hope that. Yeah. Maybe yes. a year from now or something where where Please God. things are different. Mm. Well, no. well, thank you. you, thank you very much, both of you. Not at all. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.